the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. First Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Listen as I read for you the increase us prayer that Jabez prayed. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. That's prayer. I think we would all agree. He cried out to the God of Israel. And here's the prayer. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Notice the last statement here. And God granted his request. They're very few. Actually, this is the only verse, the only two verses that we have in the Bible about this particular man, Jabez. We know very little about him, very little about his family background. All we know is that his mother had given birth to him in pain, most likely emotional pain. He'd been given the name Jabez, which means pain that relates to the whole idea that Jabez was reminded every time his name was called of pain in his life. And in fact, he had some brothers that were very dishonorable, dishonorable, but Jabez was different than his brothers, and he prayed a prayer. He is known by the prayer that he prayed. How would you like to be known by the prayer that you prayed? It's recorded in the Bible. There was something about Jabez's prayer that caused God to make sure that prayer needs to be in the Bible. That prayer needs to be a reminder to everyone of the kind of prayers that I respond to. And he prayed very specifically for some things. It was a basic prayer that he prayed, but nevertheless, very powerful. He asked for increase. He asked for blessing. He asked for increased capacity. He asked for increased anointing. He asked for increased protection and provision and care. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be upon me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. This is an increase us prayer. And it was a prayer that God answered. Now, I believe that this, this prayer of Jabez is recorded in the Bible because I, I believe that God wants to teach each one of us, including you, how to pray the increase us prayer and to remind us, in fact, that we can pray the increase us prayer with confidence. Abraham was a man who was increased by God. Going all the way back to the historical beginning of the people of Israel, the Hebrew people, as God called Abraham to leave his home territory, Ur of the Chaldees, and go to the land of Canaan, God gave him a promise. It was a promise that included increase. Listen to Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. There's that word again, the very thing that Jabez asked of God, bless me. Now God is promising Abraham, I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be 
a blessing. In other words, God says, I'm going to do something incredible in your life so that through your life, you can bring incredible things to others. I will bless you. I will increase you so that through that increase, you can be a blessing to those around us. Now, I want to, uh, as, I, as I'm saying this, this this weekend, I want to lay this foundation because it's so vital to understanding where we're going in this part of the series. God wants to increase blessings in your life, but not just to bless you. God wants to increase your life so that through the increase of your life, you can be a blessing to the people around you. Now, the blessing of God, the increase of God in our lives never makes our lives perfect and problem-free. It doesn't mean you're going to get everything that you want in life. But there is a sense in which God wants to continually increase the things of eternal value and worth in your life so that you'll be blessed in your relationship with him and blessed in your relationships with other people. And that there can be a spillover from your lives to other people so that God's blessings flowing into you can flow through you to the people around you. There's an overflowing life and that overflowing life requires increase. So I want to talk uh, very specifically this weekend about four areas of increase that you and I need to pray for in our lives. If there's going to be a spillover from our lives, even like Jabez prayed, or even as God promised Abraham, a spillover effect from our lives to bless other people around us, we need to increase in these four areas. We'll look at four this weekend, and then I'll share four more with you next weekend. So here, let's, let's look at these together. Number one, we need to have a prayer that is prayed simply like this, Lord, would you increase my wisdom? You know, the greatest increase you'll ever have in life is the increase of wisdom. Listen to Proverbs 3, 13 through 18. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding, for wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. The Bible says that when you find wisdom and gain understanding, it brings joy to your life, that wisdom is more profitable than silver, it's more precious than rubies. So one of the greatest gifts you'll ever have in your life, one of the greatest things that can ever increase in your life is to have an increase of wisdom. Proverbs 4, 7 and 8. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If you prize wisdom, that if you go after it, if you seek the increase of wisdom, if you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. There was a third king of Israel by the name of Solomon who happened to be David's son. And uh, as Solomon comes on the throne... After his father, David, had died, he now faces a big responsibility. Obviously, David had been a tremendous king for Israel. Everyone loved, or at least many people loved, David and his rule, his administration. And so Solomon comes on the scene, and now he's got to take over and fill the shoes of his father, David. And there's a moment when he's now meeting. Solomon is meeting with God. He has an opportunity of prayer. And in this moment, something very unique happens. It's recorded in 1 Kings chapter 3. Let me read verse number 5. That night, that's the night when Solomon was there at the place of worship. That night, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and God said, what do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. 
So God shows up in Solomon's life and says, Solomon, what do you want me to give you? Anything you want, I promise you, I'll give it to you. Think about if God were to show up in your life and ask you a question like that. What do you want? What would you ask for? Well, the Bible is very clear in terms of what Solomon asked for. Notice verse number nine. Here's his response to God's appeal to him. What do you want me to give you? And here's Solomon's declaration, his prayer. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people, govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong for who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours. And notice verse number 10, the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for, what did he ask for? He asked for wisdom. And so there in that moment, God gave him wisdom, many other blessings as well. But God is very pleased with the fact that Solomon in seeking increase and he could have asked for anything, but he asked for increase in wisdom. One of the greatest prayers that you and I will ever pray is God, would you increase the wisdom of my life? And we're told to pray for an increase of wisdom. James chapter one, verse five says, if you need wisdom, if you want an increase of wisdom in your life. Ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So what I would commit to you or submit to you this this weekend is when you think about the increase that is needed in your life, think about how many more folks you could bless if you were a wiser person. If you had greater wisdom in your life, you could be a greater blessing to your family. You could be a greater blessing in your workplace. You could be a greater blessing in your community. You would have a richer life yourself because of the wisdom that would be not only in you, but pouring through you to people around you. Pray the prayer of God. I'm asking you to increase my wisdom. It was a prayer that Solomon prayed and God was honored and pleased that he prayed that prayer. He'll be honored and pleased when you pray that prayer as well. The second increase us prayer is is a very simple but powerful prayer is, Lord, increase my love. Not only increase my wisdom, but increase my love. Increasing love, more love in our lives is really essential to the kind of life that Jesus wants us to live. The Jesus kind of life is a life that is based in love. Many times in scripture, the Bible refers to us not only loving God, but loving one another. It's the essence of what Jesus came to demonstrate to us. For God demonstrated his own love to us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So even in Christ's death, his resurrection, there was a demonstration of the love of God and he calls us to do the same. And without increasing love in your life, you'll never be everything that God wants you to be. Until your love grows, you're going to be stifled in your capacity to be an impact for God to and with other people. There's a great passage of scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to read verses 1 through 3 for you from the Passion Translation because I want you to listen to what the Bible says to us about the kind of love that needs to be demonstrated in our lives. And perhaps it might be wise, as we talked about a moment ago, for us to evaluate ourselves and say, you know, how am I doing in these love categories? Listen to what it says here. If I were to speak with the eloquence or with eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I didn't express myself with love, my words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging cymbal. Did you hear what Paul said? Paul said, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but I I don't have love, I'm just like a a clanging cymbal, not a pleasant sounding cymbal, but a clanging cymbal, something that just gets on someone's nerves. I can't really communicate well if I don't have love. I can be eloquent, 
But if there's not love there, it's not going to communicate the very thing it needs to, to communicate. It's just a clanging symbol. And then verse two says, and if I were to have the gift of prophecy with a profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and if I possessed unending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith and could move mountains, but have never learned to love, then I am nothing. Paul says, I could prophesy about amazing things regarding the future. I could have incredible supernatural knowledge and revelation. I might even have an an amazing gift of faith that I could speak to a mountain and cause it to move with my faith. But, but if I didn't have love, he says, I'm nothing. So again, he's boiling everything down to the importance, the essence of love in our lives. Verse three, and if I were to be so generous as to give away everything I own to feed the poor and to offer my body to, to be burned as a martyr without the pure motive of love, I would gain nothing of value. Paul says, I could outwardly be generous. I could do nice and charitable things, benevolent things, humanitarian things, but if it was not motivated by the purity of love, the love of God, then in essence, it's not going to gain me anything of value. What I want you to see is that to God, love is everything. God is love. The essence of God's character and God's nature is love. The reason that we're able to even respond to God is because of his love expressed to us in Jesus. As I mentioned a moment ago in Romans 5, 8, God showed his love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so God says, I've shown you my love, and now I want you to be filled, increasingly filled with my love so that you express that love to the people in the world around you. See, our capacity to love, to love God and love others needs to be stretched. It needs to grow. We need to become bigger and better at love. Would you agree with that in your life, that you need to become bigger and better at love? I know that I do. I want to express more of God's love through my life, scripture very clearly challenges us to grow, to increase in love. And increasing in love involves prayer. Look at Paul, what he writes in First Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 12, the living Bible. And may the Lord, here's a prayer, he's praying a prayer. May the Lord make your love to do what? To grow and overflow to each other and to everyone else, just as our love do- does toward you. Paul says, I am praying. I'm earnestly praying that your love will grow. Your love will increase. Your love will overflow to each other and to everyone else, just as our love does toward you. Think about the world in which we live today. There's an old song that says what the world needs now is is love. And it's never, never been untrue. It's always through from century to century, from decade to decade. Our world needs love, but not just a human kind of love. They need to experience the love of God in their lives. And we as God's people are called to demonstrate that to not just our brothers and sisters in Christ. Certainly it starts there, not just our families. It certainly starts there, but to everyone, our world needs to see love flowing through us. When you find it difficult to love, do you pray? When your love is being tested and stretched, do you pray? When you're tempted to retaliate towards someone who is hurt you or said something nasty about you or treated you in a way that feels unfair? Are you willing to respond in love? Do you pray for increased love in your life? When we talk about the increase us prayer, we're talking about having God do things in us that allow our lives to be bigger, bigger, greater increase in wisdom and certainly an increase in love. Oh God, would you allow your love to flow through me in ever increasing measure? 
The third prayer that we're going to talk about this weekend is the prayer, the increase us prayer, Lord, increase my faith. So increase my wisdom and Lord, increase my love. And thirdly, increase my faith. Do you want to please God? There's a question for you. Do you want to please God? I know that you do. And the reason that I know that you want to please God is because you're, you're watching this message this weekend. Out of all the things that you've chosen to do this week, and you've chosen to take time out of your schedule to actually sit and listen to the word of God, to worship God and to listen to his word. And so that says something very wonderful about you. It says that you have a desire to please God. You want to know more about him. You want to please him with your life. You would not be watching if that were not the case. But the question is then, how do we actually please him? How do we translate that desire into a reality. How do you actually please God? And one of the ways that you and I actually please God is by exercising, developing, growing, exercising, increasing our faith. Listen to Hebrews 11 verse 6. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we, for we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking him. The Bible says if you want to please God, you do so by increasing, demonstrating, showing your faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So I think that you would agree with me that if pleasing God requires faith, what I want is an increased faith in my life. So how has your faith increased? Well, the Bible is very clear on that as well. In Romans 10, verse 17, the Bible says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So actually, when you hear God's word, when you read God's word, when God's word gets inside of you, one of the effects of the word of God is the production of faith. Hearing the word actually produces faith. So one way your faith increases is by hearing, receiving, taking in the word of God. But you also increase your faith through prayer. It's important to pray on a consistent basis. God, I'm asking you to make my faith bigger. I don't want a smaller faith. I don't want to shrink up and believe less. I want to increase and believe more. I want my faith to be stretched out. I don't want to go through life becoming smaller. I want to go through life becoming a bigger person, a person who believes for bigger things from you and believes your promises and holds fast to them and trust in them. Even the apostles needed this. They prayed to the Lord this prayer. In fact, it's recorded in Luke 17, verse number five. The apostles said to the Lord. So in essence, they were praying. The apostles, we could say, prayed to the Lord. They said to the Lord, what was their prayer? Read it with me. Increase our faith. So they're praying for the increase of their faith. In Mark chapter 9, verse 24, there was a, a man who had a, a young boy, a son, who was a demoniac. He was demonized by terrible demons that were afflicting his life in a significant way. And so he had brought his boy to Jesus for, for uh, an answer, for deliverance. And Jesus said, do you believe that I can deliver him? And they have a discourse about that. And then, um, then the Bible says that this man responded to Jesus with these words in Mark 9, 24. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. So here you see a man who is has a big need in his life. He wants to see his son delivered from demonic bondage. And so he knows that his faith is not quite where it needs to be. And so he, he prays the prayer, Lord, I believe, 
but I'm still struggling with some unbelief. Would you help me overcome my unbelief? Would you allow my faith to be increased? And indeed, that miracle happened. So you and I need to pray for stronger, increased faith. Think about how your life could be so much better if your faith was stronger, if your trust in God was stronger. How much more peace would you have in your life? What a greater witness you and I would be for Jesus if our faith was even stronger. And so we pray, Lord, increase my wisdom. Lord, increase my love. And Lord, increase my faith. And the fourth one, the final one that I want to talk to you about this weekend is, Lord, increase your favor in my life. So wisdom, love, faith, and favor. Say it with me. Wisdom, love, faith, and favor. This is the increase us prayer. The favor of God is a very real thing. It makes the difference in what our lives become or what our lives fail to become. You and I need the favor of God. Favor is necessary to actually fulfill God's purpose and God's will for your life. Because only through the favor of God can there be the fullness of God's expression through you. God wants to favor your life. And God gives favor to people. Favor really represents just the benevolent goodness of God to do for you what you could never do for yourself. I'll come to it in a moment to open doors for you that you could never open for yourself to grant opportunities for you that you could never produce yourself. And so God gives favor to people. Listen to Psalm 5 verse 12. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. Notice this. You surround them with, note the word favor as with a shield. God, you surround us with your favors. Psalm 90 verse 17. This is a prayer for favor. You and I need to pray for increased favor. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Another prayer in Psalm 106, verse number four. Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come to my aid when you save them. So he's praying, the psalmist is praying a prayer. God, I am asking you to reveal, to show, to increase favor over my life. When God's favor shows up in your life, it opens doors for you that no one can shut and shuts doors that no one can open. And by the way, we need both things in our life. You need doors to open for you that no one can shut and doors to shut that no one can open. And that's exactly what favor will do for you. Revelation 3 verse 7, Passion Translation says, write the following to the messenger of the congregation of Philadelphia. For these are the solemn words of the Holy One, the true one, who has David's key, who opens doors, is talking here about Jesus, who opens doors that no that none can shut, and who closes doors that none can open. You and I need to pray the prayer, Lord, increase your favor over my life. When we talk about the increase us prayer, there's tremendous precedent in the Bible for us to pray it. Jabez gave us the example, Abraham gave us the example. We see it throughout the book of Psalms where there are prayers that are recorded for the favor of God. We see God's favor resting upon people from generation to generation. We see God's blessing rest upon people from generation to generation because they prayed the increased prayer. And so let me encourage you to start praying that in your life. When you kneel down to pray, as you're praying through that model prayer or whatever prayer model you use in your life, whatever way you go about your prayer time, Don't ever forget to pray, God, I'm asking you to do for me what you did for Jabez. Increase 
Increase, Lord, my wisdom. Give me greater wisdom than I've ever had before. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now, and it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus, I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing.